everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 227 on Monday the 18th of March 2013. I am your host Steve Layton and this week we are on a mission to do this very quickly. So let's get into the news! Direct debits are working and are ready and you can use them and you can sign up. So if you're a current subscriber and it's coming up for renewal, please have a look at direct debits if that's better for you. The normal way of subscribing also stays, um, but I've noticed a big jump in subscribers this week, so good news. Emails. Emails with the coffees coming through. Thank you again for the feedback. I see most of you like them. I know some of you didn't. I'm looking at you, Roland. But um, no, very good, and I'm very, very pleased with those. And I am flying to Russia. Uh, on uh, Friday and the Friday that's gone because this hasn't come out yet so that's why I'm rushing through this today and that's all the news I have so that's it that was the news and now it's time for 20 seconds on and this week it's going to be on Katura Originating from Brazil, this is a mutant of the popular Bourbon varietal. Like Bourbon, it shares many of its negative aspects. It's not very pest resistant and difficult to grow, but it has a one big plus point, which is it has a much higher yield than Bourbon, over 200 kilograms per hectare more. Um, another bonus, it can be used in high density planting areas, so you can get 10,000 plants, where normally only you can get 6,000. That was 20 seconds on. Yep, so the other thing you can do with them as well is you can plant them as, uh, as little as a metre apart, which is really unusual. And also it's a dwarf varietal, so it's easier to pick because it doesn't grow all high and in the sky. So, uh, Katura. And this week's coffee that we're going to be talking about is a Katura. And it's a Colombian. Um, and it's the last in the Colombians. I know we've had a lot of Colombians, a lot of amazing Colombians. But you're going to be missing them and you're going to be wishing they were back. Um, this is from the town of Tarqui, like the Parisio that we uh, did a few weeks back, uh, which is in the department of Huila, which is one of 32 departments which are in Colombia, and is well, well known for its quality coffee, quality mountains, and quality producers. Um, Tarqui is just north of Operapa and Pitalito, which are two places we know very well, but shares the same mountain range as them. Um, and the lot that we're looking at today is a very small, special lot. Um, one that I'm super, super excited to be sharing. Grown by a guy called uh, Arnolfo uh, and his wife Maria. The farm is only 2.5 hectares uh, big um, and he's at an altitude of 1,700 metres above sea level. Sea level. Um, the coffee is fully washed, uh, dried on raised Indian beds um, and is planted with Katura and Colombia. Um, it uh, is super well suited to that area, super well suited to that microclimate um, and produces a really, really interesting um, cup uh, profile. Um, and that's why I'm very pleased to see those kind of plants planted in that, uh, that area. Um, the farm is called uh, Finca Latoma and um, yeah, that's pretty much everything I have on it. It's a very, very uh, small farm, uh, not as small as some of the ones we've seen. Um, but like all of Colombia, these producers don't tend to produce a lot. Okay, so um, I am going to uh, go and do the map bit. Nearly forgot the order I was doing stuff then. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. 
So, here we are. We're going to just zoom down to has been and quickly zoom back out. Quicker than you can say boo. And we're going to go uh, to the west and to central South America. Mainly South America. I don't know why I even said central. So, uh, we should look at South America and its statistics. I love that map. I really like that map. Um, so, number of coffee growing countries in South America, six. Population, lots. Surface area, huge. And when you compare that to the UK at just 50,000 square um uh, square miles it's uh yeah it's big so here we are going into colombia and uh, we can see a group of coffees that we've bought from here but you can see there's a real collection down in wheeler um i like wheeler um it seems uh, let's look at the colombia statistics so um the name of the country funnily enough is colombia the population very similar to the uk a little bit less actually uh, but the size is huge, like much, 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 much bigger. Um, and the capital is Bogota, one of my favourite cities for running around. I bet you didn't know that. I, I managed to get running into all these map bits. So let's zoom down to La Toma. You can see it's super close to Parisio. Um, and in the middle is uh, Tarqui, which is the town. So it's basically either side of that town. Um, but let's look at the farm statistics and, day, and Dale the Cow. So the farm is Finca La Toma. The altitude is 1,700 metres above sea level. The varietal is 70% Katura and it is 30% uh, of Colombia, which is a local varietal, um, which is quite resistant to the leaf rust problems that they have. And the nearest town is that Tarqui that I talked about that was in the middle of the two of them there. So just kind of looking at that little uh, kind of spine of coffees, you can see Pitalito to the bottom. This is, uh, you got La Vega to the top, and these are smack in the middle, but by, right by Parisio and Operapa. Um, farms that have given us great coffees. And that was the map bit. This week's map bit is the problem of it being a little bit vague. Um, but still, I hope interesting uh, to get an idea of that whole area. Um, now it is time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland! Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Tarqui was part of the original Inca civilization. But that's not a coffee fact, is it? Despite dropping in yields, Colombia remains the third biggest world producer of coffee the second biggest producer of Arabica behind the monster of Brazil. With 99.9% .9 of their coffee being washed, they are truly the quality coffee producers. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. He blinds us with his facts. So time for the Wheel of Death. Uh, last week we had Macchiato, which was quite nice actually. Quite liked the Macchiato. Time for my nemesis to go on the board, the Irish coffee. I really hope the Irish coffee doesn't come up. But let's go, so where it goes, nobody knows and nobody cares. And this week it is Lungo. Ooh, ooh, that's not nice. Oh, nobody deserves Lungo in their life. Well, we shall do Lungo and we shall um, suffer for our art. So I'm gonna whap you on pause and I should be back with you in just a moment. And I'm back, and I'm gonna dive straight into the espresso.
It's it's the worst worst week to get Lungo because this coffee for me is not great espresso, um, and I've tried changing the parameters, moving things around, but there's just a shoulder too much acidity, and in here you get it big time. Lime cordial. Now, if you've ever had that sticky, sweet, but very, very sharp lime cordial taste, you'll know exactly what I mean with this. It's citrus fruits all over it. It doesn't have a predominant sweetness or body, so that makes it a little bit thin in espresso, which I just, and it's not gonna be great in the lung though either. But let, let's go to the milk. That tames it a little. The acidity is muted down just a shade, and it's not quite so limey, and it's a little bit more creamy, you know, which, so it should be, and a little bit sweeter because the milk's adding some sweetness. It's better than the espresso. Yeah, okay, so here we go for the lungo. So what is a lungo? Well, an espresso is an ounce of coffee in there. This is exactly the same parameters of time for me we've just been having a discussion outside between the, me Gary Chris and Roland about what we think a lungo is and, and and we didn't really get to a consensus but the same as you're pulling an espresso but you let more water come through the puck was was fairly consistent the amount of time you did that in was 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 we we differed on but for me is you would pull it the same as you would an espresso so you wouldn't move your grinder particularly and it would take you probably 40 45 seconds to pull the shot uh, for the two ounces. Um, now, if you're using a double basket, you would let the you would end up with two lungos kind of thing. So it's not like a double. It, this is a single shot pulled for a long time. So let's go. Now, for me, this kind of drink just shouldn't exist. It's espresso pulled badly. Um, some people, I'm sure, do enjoy it. It's not for me. It just makes it way too thin and, and makes it... It's not an Americano because you've carried on extraction. You're extracting the bad parts of it. Um, and, and lots of coffee professionals will have done this, but if you, you haven't tried this, it's really interesting. It's get about seven cups lined up on your espresso machine and pull a shot and keep moving the cups along. And then taste the first one. The first one's thick and has lots of great properties. By the time you get to this cup at the end, it, it's not good. Now espresso becomes the sum of those parts by mixing them all together because the first one's a bit thick and the last one's a bit thin and, and it makes espresso. When you do that, you're just carrying on adding badness. So you're carrying on making it worse for me, for me, yeah. okay. So let's go on to the pinboard of doom. Um, and I have a piece of paper for the pinboard of doom. And um, this week it came in from Simeon Walker, uh, making coffee with my Christmas present. It shows how far behind I am. Uh, not actually with the in my, in my mug, but with the Yoga Chef Woke Natural that we haven't done on an in my mug. And I, I'm still toying whether we should. Um, we haven't got long to decide because there's not that much of it left. Um, but maybe I will, maybe I won't. But that's really cool, Simeon, thank you. I am starting to run low on these. So if you have a pin board of do, please, please send it in. And now it is time for the staff clip. This week's staff clip comes from our lovely resident wholesale director and all-round barista-y type person, Mr. Dale Harris. Please enter the room. Another of Dale's barista tips. 
it. Make sure that it's heated up properly. Now I'm back to dance. And now there are Dale's Barista Tips. And trust me, he does dance all around the roastery all of the time. Our lovely Dale, thank you very much. Right, I'm going to wrap up. Wish me luck for Sunday. I leave Russia at about midnight UK time. I land back in the UK at half past eight on Sunday morning. I'm then driving straight from there to Stafford, which is about an hour away, to do a half marathon at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. So wish me luck. Um, thank you very much for watching, as always. Pinboard of Dooms, please. Uh, descriptor scales, please. Enjoy the coffee, please. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.